Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, and I've got David Salas with me again. Hi. Um, so David, when I first said your name, I said it's Salas. Salas. Salas, yes. right? And you said, no, it's more like... Salas. Salas. Like a salad. Like a salad. Yeah. But you said... What What did you say when not, you heard Salas? Not Solace? Solace, like providing hope and comfort. <laughs> I just... I had to laugh because it's like, yeah, you're right. My name means little bread, and your name is like salad. So together... We're delicious. We're delicious. Yes, we're a wonderful meal. Anyway, we are they, not the meat of the word, but you know. No, yeah, we're the, <laughs> we're the, the accompaniments. Uh, we're the accompaniments. Yes, the accompaniments. Um, no, uh, David, uh, obviously from France, uh-huh. right? Um, give us something in French to tell us that you're from France. Je suis de la France. I don't know what that means. I'm from France. There you go. Okay, perfect. Wait, what? Um, JFK, when he was in France, mm-hmm. right? Didn't he say that he was a jelly donut? Do you remember that? No, I don't. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway. Before my time. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it was before my time too, David. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a student of history. I know things that happened before me. Anyway. so As we're supposed to be, right? Yes. We're supposed to read outside of our time, but clearly I missed the you missed JFK. That. Totally missed that. So th- those who know that reference, right, are just dying laughing right now because they thought it was hilarious. But anyway, the rest of us are moving on. So, David, one of the things that I want to talk to you about was the idea of critical thinking. Oh, boy. I think it's a lost art today. Oh, boy, yeah. Um, it's actually, it's funny, it's actually the reason I have a job. Um, mm-hmm. Is because I went to law school and mm-hmm. I learned right the Socratic method, mm-hmm. um, which is which is nothing more than just learning to ask good questions, mm-hmm. um, learning to ask good questions, to point out mm-hmm. that information isn't only transferred by giving you information, right? By like saying, "Hey, two plus two is four. But a lot of times information is transferred and you can understand what a person knows by asking a good question, by making a person think about yeah. something, right? And so the idea of critical thinking, I think, is a, a really important element and a very important tool. And as you and I were talking about it, just men developing this concept of critical thinking and of being critical thinkers, mm-hmm. one of the things that you brought out was that we need to be, in a sense, not just critical thinkers about things around us, um, but about ourselves as well. Yes. We need to have that mm-hmm. critical self-reflection and evaluation mm-hmm. to begin with before yeah. we go off into the world yeah. and start applying that wisdom and that knowledge to other things around mm-hmm. us. And you had a quote that you brought up, and mm-hmm. I wanted you to share that with the mm-hmm. listeners. It's a little long, so we might have to kind of read it twice to let people kind of marinate in this particular quote. So mm-hmm. read it to us and, and then we'll kind of digest it a little T- bit. Talk about reading outside your time, right? Yeah. <laughs> George MacDonald, I think, end of the 19th century, yeah. beginning of the 20th. Yeah. Um, English? Uh, Scottish. 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 Whoa! Right? So no wonder I, he's I, so okay, sort so of... I have, I, have a, I have a friend who's Scottish uh-huh. and it's so funny because when people hear her accent, mm-hmm. um, they would always say, right, oh, you must be Irish. And no. I, oh, oh my goodness! No, I learned very no, no, quickly. No, no, no. Don't, don't mix those. <laughs> don't two mix up. those two no. up, right? If you're Scottish, 
You want to be Scottish. You don't want Not to be all Irish. Are born oh equal. my goodness! How, so so funny that you brought that. So okay, let's Scottish. So hot tip: O is Irish and Mac is Scottish. Gotcha. Thank you for that. You're Open welcome. Okay, so back to George, George MacDonald says. Mac yes. <laughs> Foolish is the man, and there are many such men, who would rid himself or his fellows of discomfort by setting the world right by waging war on the evils around him, while he neglects that integral part of the world where lies his business, his first business, his own character and conduct. Okay. So let that sink in for a second, right? And then I want you to read it again mm -hmm. so that people can, they don't have to go back, you know, press the 15 second yeah. back button and listen to it. Again. I want yeah. you to read it again. I, I love where he's going with this. Yes. Okay, read it again. Foolish is the man, and there are many such men, who would rid himself or his fellows of discomfort by setting the world right, by waging war on the evils around him, while he neglects that integral part of the world where lies his business, his first business, namely his own character and conduct. I love it. I love it. So I want to I want to see what you think of that too. The first thing that jumps out to me, mm -hmm. right, is this idea that being a critical thinker about the things around us is important. It is just lesser of importance, secondary, right? Secondary to examining ourselves and making sure that our walk, right, is right and true and good in a, on the right path. Yeah. What what jumps out to you? Well, to me, two things, right? First of all. The verse that matches it. God, man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. Yeah, David. Where do we go first, right? Yeah. Where do we go first? We have to look on the heart because... So that's 2 Samuel, is it not? Is that yes. 2 Samuel yes, 16 yes, yes. where, right, um, you know... It's uh, Samuel speaking Sa to, to... God speaking God to speaking Samuel, Samuel. Correct. And saying, mm -hmm. right, because Samuel was looking for the next king. Yes, and big, God, strong. God crash. sent him mm -hmm. right to the house of Jesse. Mm -hmm. uh, he walks in, sees Jesse's oldest, and was like, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> obviously, there's the next king. And David mm -hmm. and, and, and God's like... No. No. You want to scrawny little redhead. And, and in fact, one, that's one of the great stories because Jesse, when it says that he calls all of his boys in... Doesn't even call That's in right. David. Doesn't even call him in. And Samuel, as he goes through, right? God's like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And Samuel looks at Jesse mm -hmm. in kind of a, mm -hmm. you know, I can I can imagine this kind of like, do you have any other kids? <laughs> right? Is there anyone? Is else? there anyone else? Because we just yeah. we just went through right seven, seven boys. Yeah. And and Jesse's comment is, well, yeah, I have one, but he's out <laughs> watching the sheep. Like literally, you want me to go get. David, mm -hmm. like the little guy, the mm -hmm. squirrel, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the youngest. And I, I love that concept because it reminds me, mm -hmm. right, from a, from a man perspective, right, that in our culture, what we celebrate as far as what we consider to be men, right, a lot of that has to do with the external things, yes. right? The outward Everything. appearance, the physicality, goodness, the yeah. different things like that, the, you know, how wealthy are they, mm -hmm. right? But if you go back to scripture, what is celebrated in a man is his heart. Yes, Right? What yes. what is it that drives you? What's your motivation? Who are you inside? And I love that concept because then it reminds me that, you know, you can be a man and a man's man, and not be you know six foot seven and bench four hundred pounds. Correct. Yeah, that, Correct. Yeah, that's great if you can. That's Correct. awesome. Yeah. There are things yeah. you can do with that. Mm -hmm. But to have the heart of God, and that's one of the things that that God said about David. 
Right? Even in the midst a man of after my yes, own even heart, in, yeah. even in the midst of David making mistakes, yeah. he just kept referring to him as that's a man after my own heart, and that's what a true, a great definition of manhood is. What what else jumps out to you about that particular statement? Well, and I do just want to piggyback off of what you just said because God didn't say a man that has my heart. No, yeah. He said after, after my heart. There's this pursuit, and that ties back into this, right? His first business, the first business of a man, is his own character and conduct. Mm which means looking at it and adjusting it, yeah. reflecting on it. Totally. And and it's not a one-time thing, right? It's an over and over. Paul, I die daily, right? Famously, it's, I die daily. It's not a one-time Who thing. Who does if the only killing, it were. right? <laughs> dear Lord. One time I've arrived, let's move yes, on. Yes, right? No. Am I finally a man at your own heart, dear <clears throat> God? You know, no. it's funny. It's, I, I think of James when it talks about the man who looks in the mirror. Yes. And, and we, Remembers and, 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 no more, yeah. Yeah, and we, but James is trying to make the point we look at a mirror mm-hmm. and we physically make adjustments, which which is smart, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If there's something that's out mm-hmm. of place, mm-hmm. and I look at a mirror, mm-hmm. I look at the physical part of me, mm-hmm. and I right, and I go, oh, I've got to adjust yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I've got something in my teeth. Oh, look, mm-hmm. there's something out of place, and mm-hmm. you make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And then what he says is, right, but you don't look at the perfect law of God as the mirror that you reflect no. who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why would you be so concerned about the physical, but not so concerned about the true aspect of who you are, and that yeah. is your character, yeah. the inside, yeah. right? So Paul writes about how we're both, um, we're, we're all three, we're, we're body, we're soul, and we're spirit. Mm-hmm. And all three of those, in a, in a sense, make up who you are as a man. Mm-hmm. And so many men that I see out there focus on the physical aspect, Yes, right? I exercise, I eat right, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Or they focus on right the soul aspect, my mind. I read and I train my mind. I'm like, but they're, your body soul and spirit all three of those have to be in alignment and you have to work on all three of those concepts and you can tell from the quote mcdonald's is asking you right to look at all three of where those do you start where do you start where do you start and just this morning right in our in our um uh, bible, bible study, study uh-huh. right um the, there was a quote that i wrote down because it it fits so perfectly with this it's and it was just people do not drift toward holiness right oh, in those that. three seg and those three parts of a man that you just <laughs> described right <laughs> yeah. You don't drift. No, there's no drifting towards better. No, there's always drifting towards worse. With your body, yeah. with your mind, yeah. with your spirit. Well, right? but one of the things I talked about in our last podcast was just how the Bible uses physical language, right? Going up yes, is getting yes, closer. Yes, yes, going yes. down mm-hmm. is getting away mm-hmm. from. And I think the concept is holiness is always an up and elevation. Yes, yes. Right. That means you climb towards holiness. Yes. That means you walk up mm-hmm. towards holiness. When you talk about drifting, it's always down. Yes. Yes, so that yeah a, that that lies to your concept right mm-hmm. if I don't do anything mm-hmm. to make myself better mm-hmm. right what will the, naturally happen to the me? current takes you away from exactly. where you want to be exactly right? so so to me the next logical question in this in this sort of conversation is what steps how do how does a guy think critically and I'm very interested on on your on your perspective on that because you're you know you have the, the critical thinking skill down really well. So how do you think critically so I think, about yourself yeah, but then I, about other things? Okay, so to start with yourself, that, that self-assessment, I think one of the great things um, is finding time alone to, to um, find time that God can speak to you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this may seem weird, but um, my birthday mm-hmm. is my once-a-year self-assessment. Huh. And I, I would suggest you don't use your birthday <laughs> <laughs> because in our culture, people celebrate their birthday. Mm-hmm. And my birthday had always been until I met my wife and birthdays became like massive celebrations. Mm-hmm. And my birthday is, it's not a depressing time. It's a reflection time for me. So people think that I'm depressed because I'm sort of more inward focused. 
right? So just on my birthday, it's, just, it's a strange thing. If you said, hey, if I could give you anything you want on your birthday, what would you want? I'd say quiet time, just alone time. Just leave me alone. Let me have my oh, self-assess. No. I know. It's, uh-huh. it's terrible in this culture. <laughs> but let me have my time to self-assess, spend some mm-hmm. time with the Lord, and just kind of say, um, where are the things that we improved on this year? Where are the things that we still need where work on? Where, where are my markers? And I think, I think honestly, and I've mentioned this before, um, everybody has blind spots, though. Yes. So even if you do the best job of self-assessment and self-awareness, mm-hmm. there are still blind spots that you have. So I think it's super important, if you're going to be a critical thinker, that you have people that you surround yourself with that are honest with you. Yeah. And and that, to me, is the definition of a friend. Absolutely. Somebody who's going to be honest with you. Somebody who's going to be honest with you. And, and here's the deal. They can, they can be honest with you in a nice way, too. Right? I don't have to be honest yeah. with you and just say, hey, David, you're an idiot. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That, that, you know. Can I tell you? I, I knew that. I, I knew, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> but, but to be honest with you, to help you to be better. Yes. So I think you know yes. the, the concept is, right, we, we do a good job of self-reflection and self-awareness. We allow the Word of God to speak to us to help us with those areas that need improvement. Um, and then we surround ourselves with other men, women. And by the way, my, you know, my spouse is my greatest advocate. But Amen. She, my but goodness. she's also, right, in a sense, my greatest critic. Yes. Because she yes. wants me she to has be. To, and she knows she you better wants, than anyone exactly. else. Exactly. She wants me to be the man of God. She wants me to be the great husband and to be the great father. But she it's do, in her interest. She does sure. it in a great way, though. Mm-hmm. There are times when um, when I will do something at home, and then mm-hmm. 15 minutes later, right, Trisha calls me and says, hey, we need to kind of have a little powwow over here, a little, <laughs> little, little you know, time. Oh, that's, that's never happened to, to me. To chat. Not one time. And, and then she'll say, hey, I think you could have said this better, or you could have done yes. this better, or you didn't oh, do this well with the kids. But here's the deal. She doesn't diminish me in front of my children no because she wants me to be elevated in front of them right Mm -hmm. but i'll tell you you know in our in our bedroom where we have our little conversations and our talks right she's (laughs) honest with me and she tells me what i need to hear and so i think that's the first thing that comes off to my mind as you know my first business in terms of taking care of my conduct and my character Uh is not only my my own self-reflection and Mm -hmm. awareness using Mm -hmm. the word of god as my instrument by which i measure Mm -hmm. but then finding other people around me to help me in that as well What, what do you think um, I agree very okay. much. And my wife is, I can tell just by what you said that you have an amazing godly wife yes. because my wife is amazing and godly and she does exactly that. Yeah. She upholds me in front of the kids, upholds me in front of others. But when we're alone, she'll be like, hey, have you considered A, B, C, and D? And, um, you know, they say there's nothing that civilizes a man like getting married. Like very a man is true. a man is like a caveman <laughs> yeah. until he gets married. And all of a sudden, wait, I have to think. I have to be, I have to grow, I have to nurture, I have to provide. And those are concepts that you have only considered with grunts mentally until you are, at least that's how it was for me, until I was married. And then I was like, oh my goodness, it's time to put away all the childish me stuff and fun stuff. Fun stuff, you know, quote unquote, of course. But um, I think a really good place to start possibly for people who don't do a lot of critical thinking would be some questions. Like what questions do you ask yourself? I know one question that I ask myself is, how will this attitude or action play out in five years? Like, what does this look like if I let it run its course? I love it. Because that's just, you know, that's, yeah, that's my biggest one. It's funny. um, You said, I think the sign of intelligence is the ability to ask a good question. (laughs) So so asking questions is is like the key to life. Yeah. And what questions you ask, right, show kind of what answer you want to get. Right, so I'm an attorney, and we, I always tell my kids, I, like, I never ask you a question I don't know the answer to. Ooh, they, they've learned that over ooh, time. Ooh, that's like, bad. Like, if Dad's asking a question, 
he already knows where this is going, right? Because he's trying to he's trying to push me to guide right, to guide me to that particular point. So I think it's one of the funny things is um, my life verse from scripture, right, is actually a question, uh, and it comes out, it comes out of, it comes out of Jeremiah. This is be it, oh, it's so much fun, right? But it comes out of Jeremiah, where Jeremiah is actually questioning God uh-huh. um, about you know God, why haven't you done this? God, why haven't you done that? Um, and Jeremiah does this often, but it's Jeremiah twelve five, um, and I want to I want to read it to you. Right, so Jeremiah has just you know made a complaint to God, mm-hmm. uh, and then God responds back to him and says to this to Jeremiah says, "If you've raced with men on foot and they've worn yeah. you out, oh my goodness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how will you compete with the horses? And if you've stumbled in the safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan?" And I love that concept because my God's goodness. asking a question to Jeremiah to make him think, mm-hmm. and what he's asking to think about is Jeremiah, who are you? And I think that's my self-reflection is always that concept. It's like, okay, Dan, um, you know, here's here's another year. You've traveled around, you know, the sun for 365 days. But what have you done with the time that God's given you? Oh, what have you done with the relationships that he's given you? What is it? What have you done with the, the time, the talents, and the treasure? Oh. Right? How have you used those to redeem those moments? Mm-hmm. And then if I ever get in the concept of comparing to others, mm-hmm. I go back to this particular life verse because mm-hmm. I can sometimes do that. Right? Like, hey, I'm doing better than so-and-so. Oh, I'm the doing... curve. Yes. The, the beautiful But curve. I go back to this verse because this is the verse where God compares Jeremiah not to other men, but to the man that God called Jeremiah to be. And I I, was, and I, wasn't there a quote that you put? Um, where did I see that? Anyway, please continue. No, but that's exactly that's exactly. Yeah. Right. It's not comparing yourself to the world. It's not comparing yourself to anyone else. It's comparing yourself to um, who you could be. Yes. Where no, was that quote? Yeah. Where was it? Was um, that uh, Ernest Hemingway? There we go. Okay. Yeah, we had this on another uh-huh. one. I was going to uh-huh. use it. It says Ernest Hemingway, which <laughs> I'm not sure how much <laughs> you want to take of what Hemingway wrote. It says, "There's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man." True nobility is being superior to your former self. Oh, so good. So that that concept so good. is, right, are you being a mm-hmm. better David or a better yes. Dan yes. than you were yesterday, yes. than you were, right, a year ago? Yes. Right? Comparing yourself to your fellow man mm-hmm. to elevate yourself, because that's what we do. Yeah, we we always compare ourselves mm-hmm. to our fellow man mm-hmm. by picking the least of these. Yes. And then we feel better. As why, do opposed you think, to, why do you think terrible shows play out so well? It's because people totally. look at it and go, oh, my oh, life is so much so, better than yes, that. Yes, yeah. exactly. But yeah, Hemingway, and I think you know the same concept that, that God is playing out for Jeremiah is don't compare yourself to where others are. Compare yourself to where you should be. Yeah. And I always actually, um, Hebrews chapter 12 talks about you know, oh, the great cloud of witnesses. With, yeah. So I've always taken that mm-hmm. as... Um, Dan, compare yourself to the other Dan Panettis that have gone before you. And what I mean by the other Dan Panettis is other people, right, with your similar gifts and talents and abilities and way of seeing the world, and what have they done with their life? And and what if they were the, the men and women, right, that are around you and are applauding you and cheering you on and saying, hey, Dan, keep fighting, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I was mm-hmm. you back in my day. And mm-hmm. so not to compare myself to this particular man, but one of my great heroes of the faith was William Wilberforce. Okay, yeah. And and part of the reason, right? It's a I'm, lightweight. <laughs> minor, right? Abolished slavery. Yeah. Not a big no, deal. Just, just, right? Yeah, Reformed yeah. an entire country. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But from a from a while incredibly sick the yeah, whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, other than that Other than that, just the same. And um we missed this. A great husband and a great father. Oh, if I you've didn't know if that. you've never read his letters to his kids 
amazing. Oh, Love man. it. Anyway, so yeah. Okay, uh, okay so I'm not necessarily comparing myself to William Wilberforce, <laughs> <laughs> but I am saying that that's kind of the, the measure, right? When I look at, Dan, where are you? How are you doing? I look at a guy like Wilberforce <laughs> saying, hey, you can do it. And one of, the, one of the reasons that I pick Wilberforce is I've always loved politics. Okay. I went to law school so I could run Same for here. office. Mm-hmm. Right? Still haven't run for office. But anyway, I look at Wilberforce and I go, there's a man who, when he came to Christ and when that awareness came in, uh-huh. right? he went to you know John Newton, a uh-huh. spiritual uh-huh. advisor uh-huh. for him, and said, hey, I want to go be a pastor. And Newton said, hey, bloom where you're planted. You're in politics. Stay there. Bloom where you're planted. And, and make the most of what God has given mm-hmm. you in the midst of where he's planted mm-hmm. you to be. Right, so that's when Wilberforce went back, had the great prayer time, came back and said, God's given me two great missions of life. Right, um, the reformation of manners and the abolition of slavery, mm-hmm. and I love that. And he devoted his life to those yeah. two causes, um, worked with a, a great group yeah. of people. And so I look at that and I think to myself, right, when when I'm doing a self evaluation, right, I think of the men and women that have gone before me that are looking at me, saying, mm. "Hey, learn from my life, mm. learn from what I did, learn from the mistakes that I made, learn from the progress that I have. Stand on my shoulders." And then the cool thing is, is find young people like you, right, and let them stand on your shoulders. Yes. So that when you're That's gone, right, the legacy thing. that you leave, and I think it's not just a biological child thing. No, 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 no. I agree. I think it's I a agree. spiritual child thing. Right, that you, we you, find yeah. that great cloud of witnesses, right? And here's the weird thing, because I'm around a lot of kids, a lot of mm-hmm, students, mm-hmm. I've pushed a number of them who've had kind of a, a particular skill set um, towards law, right? Oh. So I, I literally have probably about 20, 25 kids um, that through the years, right, have become attorneys, have become lawyers, mm-hmm. and I see them out there making a difference using that particular tool, which was the tool that helped kind of shape my critical That's thinking so cool. to go make a difference in the world as well. Uh-huh. So I, mean, I, I love that mm-hmm. concept, right, is mm-hmm. if you want to be a critical thinker, right, that self-evaluation, but also it's kind of finding that um, that bent that God has given you um, to see the place where you can speak your like the truth of God into that particular arena and then find other people who have done it, learn from them. Find other people that you can do to train up in it so that you leave a legacy in that area as well. Thoughts yeah. from you on those things? I think that that's a really, really pivotal part. Not to, um, not to you know, go too far in this, but if you are able to find those people who have the same interest at you mm-hmm. as you and are, are a little bit earlier in, in the, the process of learning about it, you will be able to develop your critical thinking on the topics that you like so much and this is different from critical thinking about yourself and self-analysis and all right. that but like for example I'm, I'm doing this thing with apologetics right and i've always considered myself to be quite knowledgeable in this field but having to reformulate so these good. these thoughts that are so very very vast into these succinct but true to the original uh material quotes or you know concepts or or lists or whatever it's given me this like way deeper understanding and critical approach to the topics mm. and I come away from it even though um, I felt like before I had no problem defending what I believed now I feel like I can explain it yes so well so much yes. better and so but that's only because I've had to explain it mm-hmm. to someone else and that's that's gonna be the same with the word and um, that's one thing I wanted to, I don't know if this is is how much time do we have do you go on uh, this isn't a side that to me is very important it's recognizing that when you read the word, mm. it's not like anything else you'll ever read. Totally. Right? So my daughter is a massive reader. 
She's uh, she had read through the Lord of the Rings series several times by the time she was nine. Wow. She's she's a brilliant child, and she has read like everything that I've allowed her to read. She's read, right? She's eleven, and the other day she was we were talking, and she's like, I don't, I don't find the Bible interesting. Mm. And, and of course, I'm so happy she's asking me this question, That's right? Because that means a the voice of the the Holy Spirit is in her heart saying, Hey, something's wrong. You need to figure this out, right? Right. And b She's asking herself the right questions. There's something about how I am or who I am, and I need to get to the bottom of this, right? Love so we, we open this it. up together and discuss yeah. it. But the bottom line is, you're not supposed to read the Bible like a novel. You're not supposed to open it up and be like, oh, what an interesting story about David or whatever. You're supposed to mine it. So it's in Proverbs, right? Proverbs 2, I think, which is, let me just see if I can find this again. But it was, oh, if, you, if you seek it like yeah. silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, Proverbs 2, verse 3. Yeah, it right? takes work. It's it's a pick and yes. shovel, and you're looking, and it's a critical thinking process. Yeah. Like, what does this verse mean? And if you have a younger Christian that you're pouring into, all of a sudden, you're not just looking because you're like, Lord, speak to me. Mm. Let your word flow over me and change my heart, which is, of course, very important. Right. But you're also critically assessing it and understanding it and the lord is so faithful to come in and be like hey this is what that means this is how you can pass that on and yeah it's just it's something that can't be avoided yeah i actually i've written in the front of my bible a little phrase that when i was probably eight years old i heard um, my pastor say he says when you read the bible the bible reads you my goodness okay yes. can, can i tell you that's one of the reasons um, that the Bible sometimes becomes uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, yes. <laughs> Be because it's it's not just a story about other people. No. It's a story about you. About me, yeah. And I see myself in that. I remember um, reading uh, the book of Hosea. You know, lo loved the book of Hosea because I saw myself as Hosea. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right, and, th and this is going to be where if, this if, is going. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And and I didn't see myself now. Hosea, right, is sort of in a sense the hero, right, the Christ yes, figure, yes. right, in the story. And his wife Gomer, oh man, is is the is the one that he continues to sacrifice for, and she continues to mess up, and he continues mm -hmm. to pay for her and mm -hmm. sacrifice for her, mm -hmm. right? And I was, I you know, I when I when I would read through scripture, in a sense, mm -hmm. I see myself as David, not Goliath, right? Uh, or the of or the course. rest of the Israelites who are sitting over there, you know, cowering in fear, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I see myself as You're Hosea, the rock. I, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yet, when scripture paints the picture of who you are, you're Gomer. Yes. All right. And if you don't know that particular reference, right, pick up your Bible, go to the yes. book of Hosea and say, I don't want to be Gomer. But really no, don't. Because how mm -hmm. unfaithful mm -hmm. Gomer is over and over and over again and how faithful for Hosea is. For such fickle reasons for, too. Yeah, exactly. That's me. Right. Yeah. It's stupid. Right. Why would yeah. I why would I not choose the good things that Amen. my father has for me as opposed to the piddly little stupid things that the world throws at me mm -hmm. and so often i'm tempted by right the shiny the, the shiny right and not all that shines no. all, not all that glitters is gold like yeah. shakespeare yeah. um but i think that that concept right critical thinking is one and i love that right the mcdonald quote one starts with self-awareness yes right so if you want to think critically about the world around you and about issues that are important mm -hmm. you have to be able to evaluate yourself first yes but then you need to deepen yourself and your awareness and your understanding so that you can make complex things simple. And I love yes. that you kind of brought that out as mm -hmm. you study the apologetics. The great way to know if you truly understand something is almost as if you can explain it in kind of a simplistic yeah. way where a person goes, oh, 
well, that makes sense. Right? You can reiterate I, it properly. Exactly. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. you can bring it down, make it simple. And so I think that's a, a super important thing. Uh, and I know that you know we're we're running long again. Um, <laughs> oh, so no. just, I love conversations, right? But just kind of that idea of um, as we go back to critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I if I could tell a young man who wants to develop his critical thinking, I would say one, you know, become a reader. Um, be a reader not only of the word but of words, right, other books, but also be a reader of the culture and the situations around Mm -hmm. you. When you see things, stop, contemplate, think about things before you speak to Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. right? Don't don't be an immediate, right? James tells us, you know, to be quick to listen, slow slow to to speak. speak. And I I love that concept, and slow to become angry, but anyway, that's not the Mm -hmm. point. But I love that concept, right? Because if you're quick to listen, it means that you're evaluating things, you're um, deciphering things, you're understanding things. And then when you speak, now you're adding value to that conversation mm-hmm. or to that concept, mm-hmm. right? Because you've thought about what you want to put into it. And I find myself far too often being quick to speak, slow to listen. And mm-hmm. so what I throw out there, right, really isn't kind of adding the weight that that situation needs. So great concept from a critical thinking standpoint. Any yeah. last thoughts from you? Oh, I agree. I agree. And it starts with, you know, First, you assess yourself um, in your walk with God, and then you start changing the world around you. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, Be strong and show yourself a man.